0: You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast. And what's up, guys? Welcome back inside another episode of the Straight Up Saints Podcast. It's your host, Chris Voglo. I want to thank you guys so much again for listening to another episode of straight up Saints. Now, got a couple of things to announce before we get into this episode, which will feature an interview with Saints long snapper Zach Wood, outstanding guy. Um, we talk about a lot of locker room stuff, a lot of things that the Saints need to do to get over that hump and win a Super Bowl. The reason why he signed with the Saints and his thought process throughout free agency, and a couple other things here and there. Uh, even crack a couple of jokes about one of our favorite nicknames ever. Big Nuts Lutz, which I know you guys love to joke about on Saints Twitter. Um, But before that, I got a couple of pieces of news to announce. The first one is that I have made a Facebook page for Straight Up Saints, Strictly Saints content. Do not worry about anything else. Don't worry about my other college stuff that I do, my NFL draft prospect interviews. It's Strictly Saints stuff. I'm going to post it on there for you guys, and you can enjoy it um, on that page. It's just at Straight Up Saints. Very simple, very straightforward. I'll leave everything that needs to be linked in the description for each and every episode of this podcast, but I did that. Um, And I'm looking forward to finding other ways to branch out when it comes to content and different platforms to post this podcast on. And if you have any ideas, of course, feel free to shoot them to me. But until then, I'll figure them out uh, on my own. But let's get into the weirdest story. I mean, so you're listening to this on a Friday morning, afternoon, whatever time on Friday you might be listening this to. I'm recording this on Thursday night. And right before I did this, the Texans traded away a second round pick for Brandon cooks. And I sat here and I was like, you know what? It might be groundhog day again. And not because, you know, Bill O'Brien did something stupid because that's become a, you know, a weekly occurrence in the NFL, but it's because Brandon cooks, the former saint who, you know, you know, coined the famous phrase, closed mouths don't get fed, which might be true, but he's also been traded three times now. So clearly his mouth continues to be closed and he should probably open it. And, for a third time he gets traded, it's weird. He's only 26. He's still young. Um, but I will say this. Every time he gets moved, and it's been twice now since he's been on the Saints, he's been moved. It makes me think, man, you look back at that Saints trade. They traded away Cooks, basically got Ryan Ramcheck from that deal. You know what? I know New England doesn't lose deals very often, but I'll say this. I don't know if they, per se, won it because they didn't win the Super Bowl that year. Um, Brandon Cooks got traded after that, and the Saints go on to get an all-pro caliber right tackle, in Ryan Ramchek, who you hope is going to protect the right side of the offensive line for about a decade. So that's a win-win in my book. So anytime something you know happens in that department, I think Saints fans should celebrate. Have a drink. I mean, we're in quarantine anyway. Do something to uh, keep yourself busy and pass the time. But let's get into another little bit of Saints news here. Before we jump into that interview, which I will have in this episode, of course, let's talk about the NFL draft and something really interesting are the debates that I'm seeing on Twitter. And trust me, I see everything on Twitter. I try not to miss anything, and I try to make sure that I am on top of every little thing and little debate that you guys love to have. And the new debate is, oh, who should the Saints take at 24? And it's not about who they should take in a broad perspective. It's a, oh, who should we take, Kenneth Murray or Patrick Queen, which cracks me up. I feel like Saints fans, for some reason, have convinced themselves it's going to come down to one of those two And that's not the case. Like, I don't really think that's the case at all. If anything, if you read the tea leaves and you pay attention and you try to read between the lines, guys, I think we're seeing more and more that the Saints are not going to take a linebacker 24. And would I be cool with Patrick Queen on the Saints? Yeah, for sure. Would I be cool with Kenneth Murray on the Saints? Yes, but just don't say Stephon Anthony, please. I'm going to get a little nervous here. I mean, Stephon Anthony was a great kid. And I, I enjoyed watching him his rookie season, but that was it. Then you realized he's athletic, but he doesn't understand you know a playbook well. He doesn't break down plays or recognize them. And you're like, okay, well, what can we do with this guy? And then all of a sudden, bada boom, he's traded to Miami, um, and then that's it. You, you don't know what to do with him. So I don't want to hear about that talk right now. I like Patrick Queen a lot. If you're pulling me, uh, you know, twisting my arm and saying, Chris, you got to take Kenneth Murray, you got to take Patrick Queen. Which one you're taking? Give me Patrick Queen, and I'll tell you why. Uh, At first, I was on the Kenneth Murray bandwagon, and then I start watching more tape. And then I start thinking about the college football playoffs. And it's easy to get lost in a playoff, for example, because LSU played in two games, because LSU was the best last year, and Oklahoma played in one. And LSU beat the crap out of Oklahoma, although they beat the crap out of everyone last year. And the easy thing to say is, oh, well, Patrick Queen's better because his team did better. No, that's, that's not it. And I get it. Patrick Queen is surrounded with way more defensive talent than Kenneth Murray. And I think you can say that helps Kenneth in the fact that he was not supported by a good defense. For example, going on the Stephon Anthony note, Stephon Anthony played with really great players at Clemson, like Grady Jarrett, like uh, Vic Beasley. Like He just had a lot of good defensive talent on his team. Kenneth Murray, on the other hand, is playing for an Oklahoma team that knows how to score. They also know how to give up a lot of points. And he always looked really good. But this is what I noticed with Patrick Queen that makes me more intrigued by him. He's better in coverage. His upside, in my opinion, is much higher. And he just makes crazy, and I mean crazy freak plays from his athleticism that I know Kenneth can give you. I don't know why I'm calling him Kenneth. I'm going to just start calling him Murray. Uh, Kenneth just sounds like a white name. And, I'm, and you know, I, I know he's good, but I have a little bit of a concern that if Murray is not recognizing certain offensive plays at the next level, you won't be able to see that athleticism. Because in the NFL, everything's taken up a notch. You all know that. I know that athleticism can only get you by so far. And when he gets to the next level and the main level, it's not that easy. And I think queen just gets it. He just gets it. And I think he's going to get better. And I love that. He's got that fighting mentality. Coach, Oh, you know, said that that's a guy who easily could have went in the transfer portal if he wanted to. And he said, Nope, I'm going to stick through it. I'm going to fight through it. And he got his chance and he's shine and look at him. He's probably going to be a first round pick. So if you're twisting my arm, give me Patrick queen, but this is why I'm not ready to say it's Patrick queen. So many people that I I absolutely admire, I look up to when it comes to Saints reporting and just respect have linked the Saints to a prospect that isn't a linebacker. And that's why I think that they're not going to go that route. If you look at what's going on right now, we've seen Nick Underhill link the Saints to Brandon Ayuk, which is very interesting. And I think he's a a pretty intriguing prospect. I'll talk about him in a minute. We've seen other people, um, whether it's just ESPN analysts that are, you know, making mock drafts, have the Saints taking Ayuk. We've seen Pro Football Focus link the Saints with Ayuk. And I think that's a guy who, you know, the injuries are a little bit scary. You might want a little bit more from him because he's such a freak of nature with the great uh, frame, good speed. But I think he's a very talented prospect. I think the Saints might say, you know what? Emmanuel Sanders is a little bit older. You got a guy in Michael Thomas who you know is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Why not get a younger receiver who will eventually be that number two because Emmanuel Sanders is not going to be in New Orleans for that long. It's two years, and you're hoping for the two years that he's still a very productive receiver, but you can't bank on it. So I think we might have a scenario where the Saints say at 24, best player available. Is that going to be Justin Jefferson? Is that going to be Brandon Ayuk? Is that going to be Denzel Mims? I don't know, but there's a chance it's going to be a wide receiver and what you're doing there is you're stacking your offense. You're making sure Drew Brees has a good amount and a surplus of weapons to the point where you're like, you know what? There's no excuse to not win this year because the excuse the last couple of years has been pretty simple, and including myself, you know, every fan said it. Oh well, if you take away the refs as an excuse, if you take away you know the missed tackle as an excuse, it's not having a wide receiver too. Saints might have addressed that with Sanders, but you still leave the door open for someone to say. Uh, Sanders is a little bit older. What about a wide receiver three? Okay. If you add a wide receiver at pick 24, there are no more excuses. You have Michael Thomas, you have Sanders and you have another weapon and you're basically saying, drew go in this thing. And that's why I think the saints might go that route. And I continue to see people link a uke to the saints, which makes me, you know, stop and think for a little bit that that might be, um, you know, what's happening. So I, I think it's something to look forward to. And every time you see him link to the Saints, just think back to this and just think that New Orleans has never done, for the exception of the Sheldon Rankins, because everyone knew that was coming, New Orleans has never taken a guy in the first round that you said, yep, I knew that was going to be the pick. No one saw Pete coming. No one saw Ramchek coming. No one saw uh, Davenport coming. It's just, it shocks people all the time. And I think that's why at pick 24, you might think they need a linebacker. doesn't mean they have to take one. At the first round, the luxury of this Saints team that they're deep is that they couldn't. They can go BPA, they can go best player available, and just stock uh, stack up their team and stock up on more impact players that can start immediately when the season begins in September. And I know you guys are thinking, well, you know, Chris, if you do that, how are you going to address the linebacker position? And I tweeted this before, and I'll probably keep tweeting about it in the couple, you know, next couple days leading up to the draft. There are so many good linebackers in this class. No one talks about it enough. I know we're all salivating over the receiver class, and you know the quarterback group's pretty good this year. And oh man, have you seen this corners? The corners are good. Linebacker draft class is pretty good, and there are a lot of guys I like in the middle rounds. I like Malik Harrison from Ohio State. I like Willie Gay from Mississippi State. I like Logan Wilson from Wyoming. Davion Taylor from Colorado, who is a freak athlete. Um, I like Troy Dye from Oregon, who can play really well in coverage. There are chances for the Saints to go BPA at 24. And if you want to trade up or get a linebacker in on day two, you can do it. Because guess what? The Saints, for the first time in forever, are going to get compensatory picks next year. I know, it sounds crazy. Hell's frozen over. The Saints are going to get additional picks. That gives them more ammo to shoot up the draft board if they want to. And I think they'll do it. But that's just my two cents on that draft board right now. Um, And I'll talk about the draft a couple, uh, you know, for a couple minutes before I log off on this episode. But for right now, let's get to that interview with Zach Wood. Now joining me inside the Straight Up Saints podcast is Saints long snapper, Zach Wood. Now, first question for you, Zach, I want to talk about your contract extension that you got this offseason It's going to put you in the top three long snappers in the NFL in key categories. So when you were about to go to the market, were you thinking about testing it at all, or did you kind of know New Orleans is where you want to be, you have a good chemistry going with the uh, special teams unit, and you were going to stay there long term?
1: Um, I knew I wanted to be in New Orleans. You know, um, you could always chase money or try to get a higher bid, but I like what I have there between the coaches, organization, and my teammates. Especially with Tom and Will, you know, we have a great chemistry, so we work together really well. And uh, uh, I think that's hard to find, and I don't want to lose that. So that was the most important uh, thing to me uh, before all the money. Now,
0: you know, the Saints have been really close. They've been on the cusp of winning a Super Bowl the last three years. Um, what do you think is that one thing that the team's missing to get over the hump, or you just think it's, a, you know, a bad luck or a bad break here and there? What's the problem, you think, for the team?
1: You know, I think. I mean, you could always say there's bad luck between calls and certain plays or, you know, just the way things happen, you know. And uh, I know a lot of people like to place blame on the refs, but, uh, you know, we shouldn't be putting those positions anyway. And um, I just think it hasn't been our time yet, you know. Um, The plays haven't landed our way, and I think we're just going to have to keep fighting and. Um, keep pushing and make those plays and stop the plays that we need to stop in order to get uh, to the Super Bowl.
0: So the Saints this off season added another former SMU product in Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, you think there's any chance that you, Thomas Morstead and Sanders might have a, an SMU gathering whenever this quarantine period ends?
1: <laughs> no telling. I haven't had a chance to uh, talk to Emmanuel or even Tom about it, but I'm sure we'll find a way to, uh, represent SMU all together. And then uh, that would be a good good time. We had six at one point. You know, we just lost Zach. Unfortunately, he retired. But uh, um, SMU always had a good rep- representation with the Saints, and that's always a good thing.
0: So the special teams unit for the Saints has been, you know, really good the last couple of years, um, especially in the kicking game with the way Morstead's punting the ball and Will Lutz has been fantastic. Um, Describe that chemistry that you three have and why it's so important for, let's say, the casual fan at home that might not know um, why everything needs to be pinpoint perfect when it comes to snapping, kicking, all of that.
1: Okay. Well, there's, there's just a, a lot that goes into the operation itself on field goals and PATs. That a lot of people don't realize, you know, between um, the snap, the hold and a kick. And, and um, I think what helps us is that we all work really well together and we've been working well together. So I think there's not really any surprises when it comes to the operation in terms like of a a, a missed snap or a bad hold. You know, Tom knows what Will wants and I know what Will wants. And, and Tom knows what kind of ball I throw, you know, so there's there's really no surprises. So we've gotten that comfortability together and uh, I think it's really worked out for us.
0: So Pat McAfee has this, you know, for the brand slogan. I I know that you've seen it before um, for special teams players. Do you think there's any chance you might start up something for long
1: snappers? Oh, shoot. I don't know if I want to be the guy that's representing that. Um, You know, that'd be really cool. You know, Um, I, For the brand, does add the snapper in every now and then, but we don't have the big plays like the players and kickers do. So it's a little bit tougher, but I'm sure if we all got together, we could find a way to start doing something for the snapper individually.
0: So I got to ask you, because you were a defensive guy, obviously, you know, in high school, college. If you were to pull a Taysom Hill, per se, and play a different position, are you going back to defensive line? Would you try linebacker? What do you think you'd do?
1: Oh, I don't know. There are times where I really miss playing defensive end you know missed that uh being the aggressor rather than you know taking all the punishment on punt you know I think if I did get a shot I would love to go back to the defensive end even if it was for one or two plays that'd be absolutely amazing
0: I'm sure Saints fans would want to see it too so I, I gotta bother you on this one because I, I don't know if you're familiar with it but Will Lutz has earned some crazy yet somewhat funny nickname from the fans, they just constantly, you know, if he hits a big field goal for the win, they call him Big Nuts Lutz, which is hilarious among the Saints Twitter world. Um, right. Is that something popular in your locker room as well? Do you guys joke around about that?
1: Um, it, that's that's like his nickname in the locker room. You know, um, we always give him give him a little help for that. You know, it's it's really funny. I love the nickname. You know, and it and it fits for uh, for Will when he makes those big kicks. You know, so I mean, it's all it's all jokes, but you know, we, we give him a hard time with that one.
0: So I've been asking a bunch of players and NFL draft prospects, how are they spending their time? Uh, it's obviously an unprecedented time for all of us right now, but outside of working out, what what's the one thing you're doing to just you know keep your mind at ease and just relax, but also pass the time?
1: I'm trying to do a little bit more reading than I usually do. You know, uh, I think as an athlete, we put such a toll on our bodies. It's kind of good to take a break and uh, challenge the mind a little bit. So I've been trying to read some more and um, just kind of, you know, broad my uh, views that way instead of just always working out or football talk or sports talk. And then um, every now and then I'll go play some golf just to kind of get away from everything and just uh, you know have a little fun outdoors.
0: That definitely works. Now, last question for you, Zach. Um, if the you know the Team Gleason charity event happens this year, and hopefully it does, um, will you win another home run derby title? <laughs>
1: um, I don't know. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him another shot though. I always have a good time doing those and um it's always fun just getting out there and supporting uh uh Gleason and everything that he does and re- what he represents you know so um I hope so I'm gonna give him another shot if we can
0: all right I mean you looked like Ken Griffey Jr. out there last year so it was fun to see uh, <laughs> hope we see a you know a three-peat there but anyway thank you so much uh for taking the time to do the interview Zach I wish you all the best man and hopefully uh we see you and the rest of the Saints on the field soon
1: awesome thank you so much for having me I appreciate it
0: once again, that was Zach Wood, the long snapper of the New Orleans Saints. Great guy. Great to have him on the show, of course. And it's always good to have a Saints player on the show and just get their perspective of things, not just because of what's going on this offseason that we're in such crazy times right now, um, but but just to see what they think about the past three years. Because as a Saints fan um, and as someone who's followed the team you know, dearly, it's, it's tough to see it happen because there are certain teams in every sport where you think they're great and yet you look back and you're like, how did that team not win a championship? Because... The word dynasty, it gets rarely thrown around, and the Patriots have just defied the odds when it comes to football in terms of being great and always winning Super Bowls and being competitive. A team like the Saints that goes thirteen and three back to back years, and the year before you're eleven and five, you you know you make the playoffs and you're one game away from the NFC Championship game. For them, for three years to be dominant and not have a title to show for it, it hurts. And you wonder if maybe Zach's right, and the time he's just not there yet, and they'll have their time, and that's what you hope for. And on the other side of things, you get a little pessimistic. You think, I don't know. I mean, their best year might be behind them. And it's tough to say which one it is because only time will tell which one it definitely is. But definitely appreciate him having him on the show uh, and him taking the time out of his day to come on here. Uh, It means a lot. Now, for the future of this podcast and what might come, uh, obviously, I've talked about the phone segment with you guys for a while. And I am ready to do it. What I think I'm going to do, though, because the content is just, for lack of a better word, dry in terms of there's not a lot going on right now. I mean... But there's enough for us to come on and give you podcast day in and day out, but is there enough to spark debate? And that's why I want you guys on. I don't want you guys on just you know, oh, to you know, pass the time and I have something to do. It's so you guys can state your opinions on something very, very interesting um, going on, something important going on with the Saints. And I think none better than to voice your opinion on the draft and who the Saints take and what they do if they trade up, they trade down, they stay where they are. What do you think? Do they get better? Do they get worse? Which Hard to say, but you, you know, it's, it's those type of things that will spark interesting debate and let your voice be heard on something that matters. And I think that's why I think that's where the date I'm going to target. If you guys are interested in it, let me know. DM me from whenever you're hearing this from this day. So probably on a Friday. Just so I can jot you down from now, I can exchange the number that you're going to need to call, and I can give you an early advance on being one of the first ones to join the show and call in. As for other interviews, I'm going to obviously push for more interviews to have more players on. Um, If you guys want reporters on, I can interview them as well. Um, Whatever you guys want, please just let me know who you want to hear from, and I will try my hardest to get them on the show. Um, Until then, guys, I hope you take care of yourselves. You guys stay safe during these times. And of course... Uh, just keep the fandom going. I know it's been a tough time and a lot of people want to be doom and gloom and say that we're not going to have a football season and heck, they might be right. But I tweeted this the other day and I'm going to say it again. Give me a football season that ends in heartbreak for the Saints then no football season at all. Because I think not having a football season would hurt more than getting one. And I know it was you know, controversial judging off the replies I got. I mean, I had a lot of people that were not happy with that, but that's how I genuinely feel. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. So... Why don't we just be optimistic, cautiously optimistic, and just say, you know, if there's a season, when there's a season, whatever you want to say, I don't care um, how you want to phrase it, but just be optimistic about it. Hope we have a season, because if not, what are we looking forward to? I mean, let's be real. Half of us let our emotions depend on what the Saints do. That's that's how we are all. You know, if not, then... We wouldn't have, you know, you know a bunch of Saints podcasts. We wouldn't have a bunch of Saints shows going on. New Orleans wouldn't be one of the best markets when it comes to football games or even, you know, replays of the Rebirth. I mean, the numbers on that were outstanding. Like, New Orleans just loves football. So, I know you guys want a season. I want a season. And hopefully, we get that. Um, but until then, and to get to that point, we need to do our job. We need to stay safe. And most importantly, we also need to stay entertained. So, If something comes out that's very important over the weekend with the Saints, I'll make sure to have an emergency podcast. But until then, you'll probably hear from me Monday or Tuesday here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. Thanks for listening, guys, and take care.